Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of OBP, the OnBase podcast, presented by 641 Media. I'm your man, George Berthier, here, as always, with 641 Media analyst, Max Toscano. Hello. So, four teams remain. The Houston Astros, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Boston Red Sox, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. That's it. You didn't miss any. I didn't miss any? That's that's really good to hear. Um, ALCS starts Saturday. NLCS starts Friday um, between the Brewers and the Dodgers. Let's talk about that series for a sec. A hot sec. Yeah. Talk. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be a fun series. Um, I think that I still think the Dodgers are going to win because I don't think the Brewers have started pitching. But it's going to be fun. You're going to see pretty potent offenses, so teams are going to score a lot. Uh, I mean, unless the Dodgers starting pitching really shows out. Uh, But you've got some big hitters. You got guys like. Manny Machado and Christian Yelich and Jesus Aguilar and Lorenzo Cain and Max Muncy and Justin Turner. Yeah. And Ryan Braun and postseason legend Jock Peterson. Yeah, Jock Peterson's terrible at baseball. Low key. But yeah, he's he can hit he can hit sometimes. He's done pretty well hitting in the postseason. Uh Last year and this year, for sure. For sure. Um. So, who wins and in how many games? Dodgers and six. Dodgers and six. You think they're going to take it at Milwaukee? Sure. It's a cool place. Ben Platt sang the national anthem there once. Okay. Figured we had to work Dear Evan Hansen into this podcast somehow. He was also in Book of Mormon and Pitch Perfect. He's currently in a show starring in a Netflix show called The Politician coming soon. It's going to be very good. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're not currently sponsored by Netflix, but if anyone at Netflix listens, we love your sponsorship. They give, they give out shows. That's good to know. Um, anyway, um, yeah, Brewers, Dodgers, I'm taking the crew also in six. Um, I think that the Brewers relief pitching is up there with that of the Yankees for consideration for the best in the major leagues. Certainly the best relief unit in the National League. Corey Knable is back to where he was um, when he was an all-star in 2017. Josh Hader, um, off the field issues aside, is the top lefty relief arm in Major League Baseball. Easily. He's so good. Um, yeah, he is what Andrew Miller was for the Indians two years ago. I think it's overall. I think he's an even better pitcher than Andrew Miller was at his top. Perhaps. And then uh, and then Jeremy Jeffress, who's back after leaving the Brewers like eight years ago. He's back in his closing games. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. Um, so yeah, the Brewers... Their starters only need to go four or five innings. They don't need to do what the Dodgers do and have them go seven innings, then turn it over to 
Kelly Jansen. Pedro Baez, Kelly Jansen. So I think the Brewers' offense is better just because Yelich, Kane, Aguilar, Braun, Travis Shaw, Mike Moustakis. The Dodgers, yeah, they've got Machado, they've got Turner, they've got Muncy, they've got Bellinger, yeah, they've got Puig. All those guys are so good. At the same time, Josh Hader strikes out everybody he faces. Josh Hader is not – he literally basically does. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he um, – Josh Hader cannot pitch in every single game. Brandon Morrow did last year. Yeah, but, I mean they're going to want Josh Hader to go a couple innings from time to time because he can. Um, well, that's why the postseason has off days worked in. Yeah, but it's not – I mean it's not the same. At some point – you know, you can't rely on the same three relief pitchers to win a best of seven. So you're going to need a little bit of starting pitching, or you're going to need an offensive explosion, which is not going to happen, I don't think, against um, Kershaw and Ryu and... Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill. I forgot about him. He's pretty good. Uh, I think Hill and Ryu, not Kershaw, although postseason Kershaw has... Kershaw is so nasty at baseball, and he also dealt against the Braves. So postseason Kershaw, postseason Kershaw is not really that much of a thing. I mean, he certainly looked encouraging in his last start. Eight innings, twelve strikeouts against the Braves. He did not strike out twelve. He struck yeah. out three. Three? That's how he was able who, to. Who struck out twelve? Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole struck out twelve. My, my apologies. Um, but uh, no, that's why Kershaw. Again, great, great. Pitching performances, I'm getting them conflated, and for that I do apologize. That's why Garrett, That's why Kershaw was able to go. He had like 80 pitches after eight because he didn't strike anybody out. He was getting he was getting ground ball that's outs right, and way early in counts, and that's why you should pitch contact kids. So Kershaw had a great outing, eight innings, three strikeouts against the Braves. I still think that. I mean, the Brewers obviously regular season and. Postseason, the best team in the National League. They uh, they've won 11 straight going into uh, this NLCS matchup. Could it possibly be a 12 pack for the Brew Crew? Um, thanks to uh, thanks to MLB Cut Four on Instagram for that. Travis Shaw is a non-factor in this series because he cannot hit lefties, and he's facing Kershaw, Hyunjin Ryu, and Rich Hill. So, he's out. Maybe he'll take Walker Buehler deep in game two. Oh my god, I forgot about Walker Buehler. Walker Buehler is nasty. I forgot about him. Um, yeah, but, so... Oh my god, Buehler's, they have Buehler too. Just because right. of their ability to shorten games at the back end and their offense, um, I mean, they've got the shoe-in for the National League MVP and Christian Yelich. Well, shoe-in is... A strong and accurate term. All right. A few weeks ago, you were saying it should be Jacob Degrom. I still think it should be, but I get it. I mean, what value did Degrom add to his team? Uh, the he had a higher WAR than Yelich, so more value simplified. Let's not simplify things. Let's Baseball's simplify, not let's a dumb Let's simplify it for a second. Or, or, with or without DeGrom, the Mets weren't making the playoffs. 
with Yelich, the Brewers make the playoffs. Without him, I don't know if they make the playoffs. Oh, they definitely make the playoffs. I don't know. The National League wildcard was pretty tight this year, and they had to play a, you know, one game, game 163, uh, against the Cubs. So who knows if the Brewers make the playoffs without Yelich? Jacob DeGrom has exactly two war points on Christian Yelich. So how much more value has DeGrom had? Two. Two more value. It's a very succinct way of putting it. Um, so yeah, I am taking the Brewers in six. Chip here is taking the Dodgers in six. Let us know. Um, 64media.com, 64media on Facebook. Uh, 64media Baseball News and Updates is where you can see this podcast along with other episodes of OVP. Hit us up in the comments section. Hit us up on Twitter at FlowOfficial641, at Chip641. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to discussing the, uh, the National League Championship Series with y'all. Let's move over to the American League side. The, uh, the Red Sox and Astros, two best teams in baseball, facing off for the pennant. Yeah, what about them? Yeah, they're a, no, it's going to be a fun series. They're both really good. Um, right, right off the bat, prediction, and then we'll get into why. Uh, I'm going with Strohs in, in six. Actually, no, check that. Strohs in seven. Strohs in seven is a good pick. But I'm going to go bold here because I've been bold all postseason. And wrong. And wrong most of the postseason. Not entirely. In- entirely. I have the Brewers sweeping the Rockies. Okay. Uh, who do I have for... Yeah. I had the Dodgers. I had the. You also had the Cubs winning the wild card game. I had the Cubs winning the National League. Right. Um, so I'm going to say the Astros steal one on the road in game one or two, and then they sweep them out of Minute Maid Park. Astros in five. Okay, that's not going to. You obviously know that's not going to happen. Um, it could. The Astros are, at least as currently constructed, looking like the best team in baseball. I mean, look, I think the Red Sox. Uh, while I don't think they have the starting pitching to go up against the Astros' horses, and they are, you know, a little questionable in the bullpen, uh, they were just too unbelievable this regular season for me to think that they're going to go down without a hell of a fight. So, Stroh's in seven, but it's going to be Houston. Yeah, I mean, you look at this Houston team. Let's start with the rotation. Verlander and Cole are going game one and two of Fenway. Uh, yes, Verlander is going to go to and Morton. Presumably, yeah. I, I, I assume. That hasn't been announced yet. Um, in games three and four back in Minute Park. Then back to Verlander, of course, should the series go five games, which well, I think it will. Well, it would be Verlander in game five. Right. Cole in game six. Right. Keuchel game seven. That is an enviable position to have. It's a little enviable, but I think they should switch it up and line up. Verlander or Cole for a Game 7. So what I would do if I were them is I would start Keiko in Game 1. Keiko in Game 1? Keiko. I mean, it's already, it's already been announced. I know, but they're wrong. Cole. They're wrong to do it. It's Keiko. It should be Keiko, Cole, Verlander. Because, I mean, it's not... Because that order is going to happen anyway, right? Those guys are going to pitch. Right. Right. So you might as well line up Verlander for a possible Game 7. I mean, lining Verlander up... Verlander, wow. Um, up for a Game 7 means 
starting him game three. Okay. You might be down 2-0 by that point. Perfect. Then you got your stopper up. I mean, I'd rather have Verlander going for the kill. I wouldn't. Or going for the advantage. Actually, you know what? Game 5 is a right. critically important game, though. In any best-of-seven series, Game 5 is critical. Last year's American League Championship Series, the Yankees won Game 5. It's not all... It's not a... It's not a... And then the Astros won 6-7 and seven at home. But look, you go up you go up 3-2. You can't deny that that's that helps. I mean, when... Oh, it absolutely helps. Unless your offense disappears for the next two games because Justin Verlander, Charlie Morton, and Lance McCullers absolutely shut you down. Yeah, but like... I, I think they should... Right now, they have... They might, they might be having... They might have Keiko go in game two. It's already been announced. Oh, that, that's been announced, too? Cole's going in game two. Whoops. Well, if it goes seven... Then there aren't a lot of pitchers in the American Then it won't be Chris Sale. Then it'll be it'll be Keuchel versus, like, Price, probably. No, probably Evaldi. Okay, that's that's fine. I still like that matchup for the Astros. I, think, I, I haven't confirmed this, but I believe the Red Sox are still going Sale, Price. They're going... Market. I know it's Sale, but, like... Screw it. I'm I'm sticking to my pick. It's it's Astros and seven. I'm gonna say Astros and five, just because the rotation is nasty. And he's biased. There are no. I'm not biased. Well, come on, Red Sox and uh, Astros in five. I'm taking the Astros in five because they've been here before. They beat Boston last year with essentially the same team. Well, I mean, Mookie. He didn't have JD Martinez. That's true. It's a huge piece of... However, I still think the, the Astros have the edge in all facets of the game. Yeah, they do, but they're not going to blow them out of the water in five games. Of those five games, Verlander will be starting two of them. Okay. Well, Chris Sale is starting also probably two of them. I think Verlander's a better pitcher than Sale. I don't... I eh. Yeah, probably right now, but it's still... Plus, the Astros know what it takes to win in October. I mean, it's this is the first time the Red Sox have been to the American League Championship Series in five years. Here's the thing about baseball. I mean, anything can happen. Why not? Verlander doesn't have his best stuff. He gets lit up. J.D. Martinez hits, hits you know, a ball out to left that's a little bit towards the sweet spot of his bat, and it goes over the fence. Or he hits it a little bit towards his hands, and he grounds out to third. That's the thing about baseball. That was the difference for the Yankees in Game 4. Yeah. There were about, it seemed like, 30 plays that could have gone. Remember that, that fly ball, inches. Gary Sanchez? Gary Sanchez. Left? I Game thought that ball was 70 rows deep into, into Canada. I, I knew it was a fly out. I knew it was going to be a sack fly. It could, have, it could have easily not been. It could have easily been. It could have been a game-winning grand slam. Oh, it was the ninth inning, not the eighth inning. My mistake. Yeah, a game-winning yeah. grand slam. It would have been amazing it for baseball. Amazing. It yeah. would have been amazing for baseball and for Yankee fans everywhere. Yeah, well, I, I can't speak to that. Yeah, Chip right here is the only person I know who claimed to have had the same reaction no matter which team came out on top. Look, I mean, if... It, and, this is kind of how sports writers watch these games. 
is like they get super excited about you know walk off grand slam if it were JD Martinez or if it were at Fenway or if it were Gary Sanchez. Although I do kind of dislike Gary Sanchez because I think the pass ball stat is extremely funny. I mean, it's something he's definitely worked on. It's something he's gotten better at over the last couple of years. He, he, he literally, it's li- he's literally called a catcher. It's not very hard. It's incredibly hard. When you've got guys with stuff as filthy as Severino and Tanaka. Yeah, well, I mean, guys... Dallin Batanzas and mean, Aroldis Chapman. Blake Swihart and Christian Vasquez and Sandy Leone catch Chris Sale, and they have to catch that slider, and they do. You're the only Leone catches Sale. Okay, well then, yeah. Is he on the roster? They're carrying three catchers. The Red Sox are carrying three catchers. That's I don't know if they're continuing that in the ALCS. They would, who would they drop off? Swihart? Probably. Yeah. One guy who's not going to be back in the Red Sox roster for the ALCS, Stephen Wright. He was removed from the ALDS roster uh, after game one. Because he's terrible? Because he's hurt. Uh, and uh, MLB rules dictate that if a player is removed in one round, he cannot return until two rounds later. That's a weird rule. I don't it like it. It is a weird rule. I kind of see why they I do don't, it. I don't get it. It's weird. It's a weird rule. Um... Yeah, it's certainly interesting. So, changing gears here, since our last episode, six teams have been eliminated from the postseason. Yep. Cubs, the other one. Oakland. The other one. The Yankees. Uh, the Braves. Braves and the Rockies. Rockies. And the Rhinos. Indians. Oh, the Indians. The Rhinos. This isn't Key and Peele. <laughs> Go Rhinos. Go Rhinos. Um, <laughs> so which which team do you think uh, has the most to be excited about going into 2019? 2019. What team do you think has the most to be disappointed about about 2018? Uh, just, out of those six teams. Oh, out of those six teams. I was going to say the Mets because always – to disappointment, but and this guy says I'm biased. I I said disappointment. Still, if, if you don't think that, all right, never mind. You go go in with Syndergaard and Degrom, and it was and if you had told me preseason that Zach Wheeler was going to go and pitch like an ace for like the entire second half of the year, I would say, oh my god, this team is awesome. I mean, the Mets got off to an eleven and one start. Wow, that's twelve games. Still, I mean, they it, it, look the Mets. The Mets were bad, but they weren't comedically bad. They were, they didn't even lose ninety games. They batted out of order. That was hilarious. That was so funny. He gave him the wrong lineup card. How does a manager do that? I don't know. It's e- all right. So of those six teams that I listed, the A's, Yankees, Indians, Braves, Cubs, and Rockies. Which team has the most to be disappointed about? Most to be disappointed about? Um, I'd say probably the Yankees. I mean, you're in a hundred win team. Uh, you lose at you lose at home to your your historical just blood rival, and that sucks. That sucks for for Yankee fans. That sucks for the players. You know it sucks. You know Aaron Boone is not pleased. Um, so 
you got you have a lot to be well, disappointed about there. How could you be there. pleased if you're a Yankee fan after shouting "We want Boston" during the American League Wild Card game, getting Boston and losing three out of four? Yeah, I mean that's like every everybody who chants "We want Bama" and then loses by forty. Um, you really should people really should chant that about stuff. Uh, Fun fact: one of my dogs is named Bama. That's weird. Is that true? Yeah, he came with the name though. Oh. We didn't name him. I'm not the biggest college football fan, to be perfectly honest. Okay, so like, but... So yeah, the Yankees have a lot to be disappointed I also think the Cubs. I think, because the Cubs literally went nowhere in the playoffs, which is weird because they had the best record in the National League for most of the year, and they just flamed out at the end, got caught by the Brewers, lost the playing game, and then lost the wild card game. Both at home. That sucks. Both at Wrigley... I mean, I'm not a Cubs fan, but I cannot, ima- I cannot imagine they are happy. Uh, but other than that, I don't think anybody should really be disappointed yet. Uh, the Yankees a little bit, but, I mean, there's no shame in losing to... Um, the best team in baseball. To a, just an absolute, you know, juggernaut of a baseball team. And I think there's a little bit... Because this goes into who I think should be the most excited. I think that's the Yankees. Uh, their core is obviously still there. They're still young. Uh, Stanton, you know, he's not super young, but he's in his prime. He's not going anywhere. Judge isn't obviously isn't going anywhere. Gary Sanchez needs to get better, but I think he probably will. Um, I mean, a lot of people forget that Gary Sanchez hit 33 home runs and knocked him over 90 runs in 2017. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's he'll be fine. He hit 299 in his rookie year. Like he's. The talent is there. Yeah. We just need to see the results again. Yeah, I mean, he's going to put it... I think he'll put it back together. Maybe not to that extent yet, but I think he's going to have a solid year. You know, you have Miguel Andujar, who's a revelation and who's not slowing down. Glaber Torres, who showed flashes of brilliance and is still adjusting to the Major League game. He will be fantastic. Um, One thing that we're going to look into, um, just regarding the Yankees, I know you're sort of going position by position. Didi Gregorius is another great player on that team. The Yankees might look to extend him, a la Gene Segura, a couple years ago. They should do that. Got a five-year, $70 million deal from the Mariners. Um, But one one interesting conversation to be had, and we will have it on a future episode of OBP, Luke Voigt versus Greg Bird in spring training next year. I, I'm so tired of this. I'm, I can't. For as long as Brian Cashman believes in Greg Bird, I, I will believe in Greg Bird. I can't deal with Greg Bird and Luke Voigt anymore. But so, like, you think the Yankees have the most to be excited about? Oh, I think the Yankees are going to be weirdly good. Like, I you, think think the Reds, you think the Yankees next year are going to be like the Red Sox this year? No, I think they're going to be a more complete team. Going into the play, playoffs, I uh, I don't know if they're going to post the same record because major league because regular season records could be a little fluky. They can be uh, very fluky. So, uh, but the Yan- the Yankees are it, it depends definitely depends on what they do in free agency. But if they go get Patrick, they were, they Corbin, were linked to both Corbin and Machado. They're the Yankees. They're the Yankees. They're the Yankees. They're going to address their needs in free agency. They always do. They literally always do. So you go get you go get uh, Patrick Corbin. Let's say they get Corbin baseline. Let's say he's the only guy they get. You have a rotation of Severino, who, by the way, is going to be awesome next year. Uh, I think his problems this year were largely due to fatigue because uh, he's coming off of his 
he was coming off a season with his highest workload by far. There's often a dip in the season after that. So wouldn't that dip have come in the first half? Um, not necessarily because he's fresh from the off. He won 14 games and posted an ERA under two. Wins are stupid, but the other thing was really was definitely true. Um, but no, not necessarily because you know as your arm, your your stamina is less. The fatigue really kind of should sometimes. It, it depends on the pitcher. Sometimes it shows up in the first half, and they have a good second half. Sometimes it doesn't. I definitely think it, that's it. His, his his stuff is so good, and he's shown that he can be a really good pitcher for an extended period of time. So he's going to be disgusting. Uh, you have Patrick Corbin, who, if he stays healthy, which has been his issue, which seems to be in the rearview mirror, he's obviously filthy. Um, plus he's a lefty, which kind of takes the porch out of it. Um, Masahiro Tanaka. Tanaka is really, really good. Uh he he as a number three option is nothing to is nothing to uh blink at yeah whatever um, uh he's really good j hap is amazing oh j i think j hap will be gone um, i think lance lynn will also be gone sunny sunny gray could come back to the rotation sunny gray sunny gray is not going to be as bad as he was this year i think he'll be a fine number four and then they could either turn to justice sheffield Jordan Montgomery should be back next summer, or they could bring CC Sabathia. Justice Sheffield is, a, is supposed to be a decent prospect. He's supposed so, to be a top prospect. Then slot him in at number five. There's, there's, a, it's a low stakes position. If you let him, let him figure this out. Let him blossom into an ace. Yeah. At the back end. And then you have, and then you have him as your number five. Rotation, and he's another lefty. Yeah, the rotation will be fine. The, uh, their lineup: Judge, Stanton, Andujar, Glaber. Gregorius Sanchez. Don't uh, forget Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, who's so he's he's quite good. Um, and my main man Jacoby Ellsbury will be back next year. Yeah, pass. Uh, but that team is so good. Uh, their bullpen is nasty. Zach Britton. Zach Britton's a free agent. He's gone. Never mind. Um, David Robertson is also a free agent. He, they'll get. They'll, he, they'll be bringing back Chapman, Chad Green, Jonathan Holder. Dylan Matanzas. Okay, maybe so you, Tommy Canley finds his form again. You ha- okay? Well, I mean, the pro- the thing is, this bullpen class is so stacked in free agency. Maybe they go out and get Kimbrel. They're okay. That's not going to happen. But they're going to go out and get somebody. We didn't think get. they'd get Giancarlo Stanton. No, but they already have a closer. Craig Kimbrel. They, they already. They already Craig had Kimbrel's a closer. Not, Craig Kimbrel's not going to go to an area where he's not going to be the closer. They already had a closer when they had Andrew Miller. And then they brought in a role as Chapman. They already had a role as Chapman, and they brought in David Robertson. They already had both okay, Robertson David and Robert- Chapman and brought in Zach Britton. Okay, well, the thing is, Zach Britton, if he were pitching at his 2016 level or anywhere close, would not have accepted. No, I, I don't think they're going to bring in Kimbrough, but there's so many other options that it's fine. I think they should go out and get Adam Warren back. He's going to be a, a low-cost option. He can start. He can do long relief. He can set up. So I think you're going to have Chad Green... Um, you have Chad Green, Aroldis Chapman, Dellen Batances, who is first of all, he's as good as Kimbrel statistically. Yeah, so you don't. We need were to... uh, we were looking at some statistics earlier this evening. Batances not only has a higher wins above replacement for the last five years than Craig Kimbrel, he also has pretty much the same strikeouts per nine and walks per nine, and he has a slightly lower ERA as well. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, so you basically already have Kimbrel. Because statistically they're very similar. 
That's um, fair. So you have Chapman, Batances, Green, Chad Green, Holder. I mean, let's let's put those guys aside for now because we're talking about top arms. They're going to go get somebody if they feel they need it. Andrew Miller is a free agent once again. Eh, I'd pass. He's Cody a, Allen is also a free agent. Yeah, there's a bunch of other guys too that are even better than Cody Allen and Andrew Miller. I mean, I'm blanking on names right now, but I was looking at the class the other day. It's loaded. So the Yankees are going to fill their needs, and they don't have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so, so the Yankees definitely have a lot to be excited about. Another team, before we wrap up, um, another team with a lot to be excited about, the Oakland A's. Eh, I don't know. They've got a good young team. But They've got a surprisingly good offense. Their bullpen, while it wasn't what it should have been in the wildcard game, is nasty. They've got Trinan Trevino. Familia's gone. Familia's gone, but they still have... I think the Mets are going to resign him. It's what they do. They did it with Jay Bruce. Yeah, Jay Bruce. If Jay Bruce can stay healthy, he's a fine player. But he had back issues, which are going to come... You know they're going to come back. They're back issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I like the A's. They were a great story this year. They were the best team in baseball from, I think, for a period of time. Middle of June until the end of the season. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be all that next year. I mean, not in a division where the Astros are the team to beat. I don't, um, I don't think they're going to make Seattle. The Seattle's going to get better. The Angels can't keep wasting Mike Trout and Shelby Yeah, they Otani. can. Yeah, they definitely can. Watch them. Although Otani's going to be out for a long period of time. Watch them waste. Watch them waste. They're going to waste. I think Trout's going to have a run for it when he's like 29. And if they can ever get Otani healthy, which there's always a chance that he doesn't. The AL West is going to be very interesting next year. No, it's not. It's going to be the Astros, and I don't think the A's are going to make the playoffs. I think they were. We have that on record. They now. were such a flash. I will in the talk band. to you in a year when the Oakland A's are winning the 2019 World Series. That, okay, they were such a flash in the pan. You're gonna have to rely on a lot of the same stuff happening again, uh, and you're gonna have to rely on Mike Fires being weirdly really good, Edwin Jackson being weirdly really good, uh, Sean Manaya's. Stranger out. things have happened. Not really. I mean, yes, yeah, definitely. That wouldn't be that weird. It's baseball. It's strange it's, things happen. It's it, you're right. It's baseball. The Mets made the World Series in 2015. Yeah. Jacob no, Jacob Degrom was a ninth round pick as a shortstop. On that note, baseball's weird. Baseball's weird. He just decided to become a pitcher and ended up amazing at it. That's gonna do it for this episode of OBP, the On Base Podcast, presented by Six Four One Media. I'm George Growth here at FlowOfficial641. That's my man Max Toscano at Chip641. Um, yeah, we, we want to hear from you as always. Let us know what you want us to talk about on OBP, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out next time. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everybody.